Good evening, everyone. I'm Leah from SciTech, and tonight I'll be your audio guide to the galaxy. This week, we'll be learning our way around the Milky Way. We'll talk about how to find directions and measure distances in the night sky and show you how to spot a once in a lifetime event. You can listen to this episode after the sun has set on any clear night this week. Make sure you've got this episode downloaded and once we get started, try to keep your phone screen off so your eyes can adjust to the dark. Before you head outside, make sure you grab some insect repellent, a torch and a jumper if it's cold. Ready? Let's go. There is one key thing you need to remember when navigating the night sky. The Earth is moving. Sometimes it's easy to forget that fact when we can't physically feel it moving underneath us, but we can be reminded of it in our sky. The easiest thing to notice is that our Earth rotates on its axis. We see this as the change in our sky from day, when the Earth is facing towards the Sun, to night, when our planet is facing away from the Sun. We can physically see the rotation of the Earth as the sun moves across our sky, from east to west. And likewise, the stars at night follow the same path. But our sky can also change day by day in a way that is sometimes a little harder to notice. Because remember, the Earth doesn't just rotate on its axis. It also orbits around the sun. And this has an effect on our sky too. But it's something you can only really notice when you are looking at the night sky. If you looked up at the sky a few months ago, you might have seen constellations like Scorpius or Sagittarius, but as you look up now, it has changed a little. There are still some familiar objects to spot, but we are now getting treated to a whole new bunch of constellations in the eastern sky. As our planet makes its yearly journey around the sun, The stars we see in the sky change over the course of a year because the Earth is physically moving to a different spot in space, giving us a slightly different part of space to look at. So over the winter, we get to see winter constellations like Scorpius. But as we make our way to summer, six months later, the Earth has moved to the other side of the sun in its orbit. This means we can no longer see Scorpius during the night. It's now hiding behind the sun. Instead, We get to spot summer constellations in our night sky, like Orion, and some others we're going to talk about a little bit later in the next few weeks. The planets we see change too, as we'll see in a moment. But that's a little more complicated, because of course, they're moving around the sun as well. Now, unless you're pretty good at doing maths in your head, which I'm definitely not, it's easier to just look up which planets are visible online or in a book. So because our sky is always changing, it helps to be able to give some clear instructions because things don't always stay where you last saw them. The first thing we need to know on our stargazing journey this summer is our directions. There are many ways of finding your bearings using the stars. We're gonna cover one of those in a few weeks, but for now, it's simple. The sun rises in the east and sets in the west. And I'm not expecting you to watch the sun set every night, but you should have some idea which direction the sun usually sets relative to your house. So look in that direction, and now you're facing west. 
Behind you is east, to your left is south, and to your right is north. So we're going to start by trying to spot something nice and easy, and also pretty special. Right above where the sun set in the west, you should see two bright dots very close together. In fact, you might not even be able to see two dots at all, just one very bright one. This is Jupiter and Saturn, the two biggest planets in our solar system, practically right on top of one another, or at least from where we're looking. If you're thinking, oh, this must be just about the closest I've ever seen those two planets together in the sky, well, you'd be right. This is the closest Jupiter and Saturn have been to each other since 1623, and the next time they'll be anywhere near close to each other in the sky again is for another 20 years. Knowing your directions makes finding objects in the sky a little bit easier. But we can make navigating the sky easier again if we can measure how far apart things look. Astronomers call this angular distance, and we don't need any special tools to measure it. We can use our hands. So what I want you to do now is place your hand out in front of you at full arm's length. Now stretch your fingers out as wide as possible and notice how much of the sky it covers. The distance between your thumb and your pinky is approximately 22 degrees of the sky. In total, it would take 16 hand spans to cover the entire sky, starting from north and spinning all the way back around to north again. But we can measure out smaller distances too. If you hold out your pinky finger at full arm's reach, it covers one degree of the sky. So it would take 360 of your pinkies to reach all the way around the horizon. But remember that the sky isn't a circle, but a sphere, not only stretching around us, but up over us too. How high up the object is, is its altitude, also measured in degrees, which means we can use our hands to measure it out. The horizon is zero degrees and directly above us is 90 degrees. So to find an object halfway up in the sky, it would be 45 degrees or roughly two hand spans above the horizon. Easy. Depending on how late it is, the distance between tonight's planets and the horizon should be a few degrees or a few fingers. Most of the time when Jupiter and Saturn line up in the sky, they're about a degree or a pinky finger apart. Tonight, they're just a few tenths of a degree apart, so close that you might not even be able to tell that they're two planets at all. They'll be setting earlier and earlier each night, and by the new year, they'll barely be visible at all as the sun sets. But you'll also see them drifting further and further apart from each other. And by the time they slide behind the sun around New Year, you might even be able to get your pinky finger between them once again. That's it for this episode of Audio Guide to the Galaxy. Thanks for joining us and we look forward to seeing you again soon. And remember, you can find the universe just outside. <laughs>